This is Anthony Morganti. Welcome to my podcast for the joy of photography. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, I want to talk about something that should really advance and improve your photography. But before I do, I have to do this obvious house cleaning. As you could see, the podcast has a new name. It's now called For the Joy of Photography. And as I mentioned in my previous podcast, Photography is My Passion, those episodes were not getting updated on iTunes and Spotify and other places that host podcasts. And there's probably numerous reasons why it wasn't being updated. Mainly, I had a real long gap between episodes and I switched websites in that period. And I think iTunes and those other places probably don't recognize the podcast because it's coming from a different source. So the easiest thing to do is to just create a whole new podcast. And that's what we're doing now for the, uh, for the joy of photography. And this will be episode one. And I'm going to use a different podcast host. So everything should hopefully go smoothly from here. I'm going to do the podcast every Monday. It's going to be around a 30-minute podcast. It will be posted to YouTube on Monday, and that will include video. But the podcast will not be reliant on video because looking at my stats for the previous podcast, I found that over 70% of the people actually listen to the podcast, uh, probably in their car while they're driving or maybe while they're at work, and they're not watching the video. So the podcast will not be really reliant on video. Although, as I mentioned on Monday, the podcast with video will be posted to YouTube. Usually iTunes and those other places take around 24 to 48 hours to pick up the podcast and then you'll find it available on those sources a day or two later. So we're going to start off again with this, the first episode, talking about something that I believe could really advance and improve your photography. And I know you've probably heard of it. It's you should try to commit to doing a personal photography project. Now, it sounds simple. Pick something that you'd like to accomplish, something you'd like to investigate, learn about in photography, and do a project concerning it. When you do this, it will help you advance your skill set, but you have to be careful. If you pick a project that is way beyond your current skill set, you may get frustrated and you won't finish it. Conversely, if you pick a project that is too easy, you may get bored with it and you won't finish it. So the key here is you have to pick something that is just a little bit beyond your current skill set and it will help you better uh, advance that incremental bit as you work your way through the project. Now to do this, in my opinion, you have to really do a self-assessment of yourself and your photography and figure out where you are. So what I want to do is I want to first talk about an article I wrote some time ago 
It's called The Photographer's Phases of Growth. And I did talk about this article in my previous podcast, and we're just going to touch upon it here. In this article, The Photographer's Phases of Growth, I wrote about how, in my opinion, a person, as they advance their photography, work through three very specific and distinct phases. The first phase, as soon as you get your new camera and you open up the box, the first phase is the technician phase. When you're in this phase, you're learning all about aperture and shutter speed and ISO and you know focus points and uh, exposure modes and all things technical. So you're a technician. This is probably the most difficult phase for most photographers. So you have to learn all this different technical uh, things about your camera and about photography in general. If you're in this phase, you need to pick a project, hopefully, that will work with you or will help you develop the things you need to learn while in this phase. Now, I mentioned in the article that this is probably the most important phase. We're kind of building a pyramid, and the technician phase is the base of the pyramid. You really have to have a firm understanding of your camera and the functions uh, involved in taking an image. If you don't have that firm understanding, it's going to be very difficult for you to move up to the next phase, which I call the craftsman phase. Now that you've mastered all the settings of your camera, you're experimenting with them. You're doing something like those of you that are watching the video could see uh, dropping a strawberry into a tablespoon of milk and capturing the splash, freezing it in time. Something like that. Uh, something else might be dropping a pebble into um, like a container of water and you're catching the drops of water as they pop up and the ripples going out. So these are all pretty cliche images, but they're really something you need to do to help you master the settings of your camera. So the craftsman starts to do this. Also, the craftsman starts experimenting and learning about the so-called compositional rules, rule of thirds, framing, visual weight, um, leading lines, things like that. Then you're starting to learn these things and you're learning how to frame a balanced image. And that's something that the craftsman does. Now, many of us don't move beyond the craftsman and many professionals are just craftsmen. And there's really nothing to be ashamed of that. There are some great professional photographers, wedding photographers, portrait photographers that really are craftsmen and they've really um, excel at it and they make a great living. There's nothing, nothing, nothing at all to be ashamed if this is just as far as you get. But if you do want to go further, the next phase I call the artist phase. And in my opinion, hopefully we could all strive to be artists. And the artist knows everything about their camera. They know composition so innately that they probably couldn't explain it in words to another person. They simply know what needs to be done to get the results they envision in their mind. Um, they visualize a scene before it becomes reality. So um, the artist is really super advanced from the craftsman. They really could understand, um, or they have a vision ahead of time, but they have all the technical tools 
mastered so they could realize that vision. Now, once you've, dis- you've uh, discovered really what phase you're in, whether you're still a technician, a craftsman, or an artist, now you could better able come up with a uh, project, a personal project that will help you advance your photography. Now, what we should probably talk about next, though, is the different types of photography they are. there are. And really, there's three main types of photography. And I have um, a website, which I'll put in the show notes. It's from moneymakerphotography.com. And in this article, they define the three different types of photography. There's traditional photography, modern, and postmodern photography. So similar to art when there was, you know, uh, the Renaissance period and classical and pop art, op art, things like that. Um, there's these three, um, I guess, times or eons of photography. Now, when photography was invented at the turn of the um, 20th century, the... It started out, it was very, um, you know, scientific. It was a scientific thing. But once it got beyond that, you started to see photographers taking aesthetically pleasing shots. And as they say in this article, Ansel Adams is an example of a traditional photographer. He would go out and he would take beautiful landscape images. And there were, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of photographers like Ansel Adams doing something similar. And it probably lasted for around 100 years of um, people doing traditional photography. Now, if you're a technician or even if you're a craftsman, you're probably still working in traditional photography. And you should probably pick a project, a personal project that would work for you that is traditional. So if you're just starting out, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you're just starting out. You want to probably work in traditional. You don't want to really try to do a modern photography project or a postmodern photography project. It probably would be be beyond your skill set. So traditional, you know, think Ansel Adams, uh, something like that. Along came probably in the late 60s, in my opinion, modern photography, maybe early, late 50s, early 60s. Um, and as it explains in this, it's, you could think of maybe Picasso, um, his cubist phase. Um, it's considered modern, modernist. Um, not necessarily realistic, but a conception of reality that bears a deeper meaning. In modernism, you'll find scenes of great beauty, but they are often arranged to make you think about more than the scenery that you're looking at. There's also a lot of abstraction, and photographers of this period also started experimenting with effects like motion blur to add to their images. And they give the example, Henri Contreras-Bresson, um, he was a modernist. Uh, first of all, I believe a lot of street photography is modern photography. And as you know, uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson was probably most famous for being a street photographer, although he is an artist as well. Um, and, you know, painter, and he was, um, probably did some traditional photography as well. And there's a famous photo of Henri Cartier-Bissol, uh, 
for song called The Photo of a Cyclist. And in this photograph, uh, the, um, he kind of encapsulates uh, motion. He shows motion by the way the cyclist is going through the frame. And also it is in the golden ratio. So those of you that are familiar with the golden ratio and that specific um, type of compositional overlay that would go on an image, it's kind of a spiral, the golden spiral. Well, this spiral is perfect for the cyclist. So that's where they're talking about how Henri Cartier-Bresson is a good example of a modernist. And I believe actually a lot of street photographers are, um, even current ones today, uh, I believe are modern photographers or could be usually. And, um, you know, even the more known street photographers like Vivian Meyer and um, people like her that uh, took images in the 60s and 70s and stuff like that, or modern photography. Now, if you're probably a craftsman, something, a project, a personal project that involves modern photography would probably work for you. Now, postmodern photography, um, some people would argue that this has ended and now we're in post-postmodern photography today. Um, whether or not we are or not, I don't know. But postmodern photography is just up to today, let's say. And I'll read what they wrote here. On, again, this uh, website is moneymakerphotography.com. Postmodern photography arose in the second half of the 20th century, and it encompasses a variety of themes. First and foremost, postmodernism builds on the themes and conceptual ideas that began during the modernist period. This type of photography also often features surrealism, expressions, or other similar theme, themes. Finally, we also sometimes see departure from traditional rules of art. Compositions might break rules by placing subjects in odd arrangements, or there may even be an absence of a definitive subject. Now, in my opinion, really, if you're in the artist phase or you're trying to strive to get into the artist phase, the postmodern photography project is for you. This is what you should look into doing. And I mention in my article, The Photographer's Phases of Growth, that um, often a artist who's a, a photographer artist will often break compositional rules or ignore them altogether. And many times the artist the photographer artist will have many enthusiastic followers, followers, but just as many enthusiastic detractors. And that's going to be true and something you're going to find. So don't let it dissuade you once you do your personal project and people look at it and just look and say they don't get it or they don't like it because it may, it's probably going to happen. But that's the thing that happens when you're in this phase, uh, this artist phase. So this postmodern photography era. That's what you'll find. So those are the phases of photographer. Again, that is the technician, the craftsman, and the artist. And then the three kind of uh, ages or time periods of photography, traditional photography, modern photography, and postmodern photography. So to help you try to 
decide what project would be good for you, let's look at just some types of personal projects that I just jotted down. First of all, if you're still a technician, what you may want to do is do some type of project where you're shooting the same scene or subject at different apertures to see how that aperture affects the picture. Now, obviously, if you use a really small aperture like, you know, F16 or F22, you'll get more depth of field. But if you use a really wide open aperture like uh, 1.4, 1.8, 2.8, something like that, you'll get shallow depth of field. So you probably should pick one scene and try shooting it at different apertures to see the effect that you're getting when you do that. Then try different shutter speeds as well. Also try different ISO settings. Shoot at ISO 100, then shoot another one at 12,800. Um, just try it, uh, different things, so you could get an idea of what all these different settings on your camera do. The other thing you could try doing is a project where you're experimenting with different, different exposure or shooting modes. So you're mainly going to try shooting aperture priority mode and see what happens when you're shooting in aperture priority mode. So you're going to be setting the aperture on your camera. You're going to set the ISO too. And then you're going to let the camera pick the shutter speed. Try shutter priority mode, just the opposite. You're going to set the shutter speed and the camera will pick the aperture. So work with these different exposure or shooting modes and see uh, what they do and how they might um, work best for, meaning aperture priority mode may work better for portraiture, where shutter priority mode might work better for action sports photography. Another thing you could do is experiment with different autofocus modes, uh, continuous and one shot. See how they work with your camera. Um, see how you could do the, not only are you doing these to see the, uh, the end effect looking at your image, but you're learning the controls on your camera when you're doing these technician projects. So you're learning how to set your camera to continuous autofocus mode or to one shot autofocus mode. And another thing you could try to do is experiment with different focus areas, single point, dynamic autofocus, um, group autofocus. Now your camera might not have those specific autofocus modes. They're um, different from manufacturer to manufacturers, or they're just named something else. But try these different autofocus modes or focus areas and see how they work and um, try to determine which would be best for what situation. Now that's only four examples of personal projects that a technician could do. There's hundreds, if not thousands more, but think of something. And the idea here is if you're a technician, you want to advance your learning of your camera mainly. You want to learn the controls. You want to learn what all those little buttons do and all those mode dials and things like that. So come up with a personal project that will help you advance uh, your knowledge of your camera. If you're a craftsman, here's a few things you could try. If you're interested in portraiture, take a hundred different portraits in a hundred days. And when you do that, try different lighting. Try existing light. Try um, artificial light. Try reflecting light. Try filtering light. Um, try different um, multiple light setups. Do a Rembrandt look, do, you know, uh, something with a, a key light and a secondary light, a hair light, a backlight. Try all different types of lighting when you're doing these hundred different portraits in a hundred days. Um, this will really advance your uh, knowledge of portraiture 
and different effects you could have. And you'll start to learn, well, if someone has a longer face, this specific type of lighting is really complementary to his or her face. On the other hand, if that person has a round face, a different type of lighting would work better for that person. So you're learning what works best with the type of body or face structure that a specific subject may have. The idea with a portrait, we always usually at least want to make our subject look their best. And you could really do that as a photographer just with light, just with light. Um, try, if you're interested in macro photography, take that, but just do 100 macro images in 100 days and experiment with different um, lenses, different um, you know, filters, macro filters maybe, uh, extension tubes, things like that. You're going to be learning. This is all technical things you're learning, um, but you're a craftsman and you're learning how to uh, apply these technical things uh, in the real world. Um, do that water drop or berry drop we talked about earlier. Uh, shoot the same landscape image, but at varying times a day, just to see what it would look like when it's um, you know high noon compared to um, 10 minutes after the sunset, something like that. So work that. That way you're going to, the idea of that type of personal project, it will help you learn light and understand light. And you'll start to notice the subtle difference in the color of light and how certain colors are light of light are are very pleasing to look at while others are not pleasing also you'll learn about soft light and hard light and how one might benefit a situation better than the other and another idea is maybe um, just shoot those images look for leading lines framing rule of odd numbers um, you know visual weight these different so-called compositional rules, try to learn them and recognize them when you're out taking pictures. So you could incorporate those into your shots. It'll help you get a balanced image when you take the shot. So again, these are all things that a craftsman could do that could help the craftsman advance their craft. And finally, an artist. Now this one's a little more uh, difficult for me to give you ideas. Um, Usually an artist, not always, but, but often, let's say often an artist likes to express a contemporary issue in an artistic way with a photograph. Um, to give you an idea, and number two here I've written, is you're best to study these photographic artists that are around today. Um, study the photography of Robert Heineken, although he's passed away, but check out his photography. You may not, quote, get it. Um, but look at it and get it. It may give you ideas of something you could do that's, um, you know, just kind of just looking at what he's doing or what he did. Another photographer is Cindy Sherman. Um, she kind of hit the scene, uh, became famous. She was doing these movie stills. And really what she did was uh, she took pictures of herself, but she would dress herself up and pose in a specific way and she produced the prints in a specific way so they look like it was from a movie they weren't really from a specific movie but they were done in such a way that you would look at it and go geez i saw that movie it was like really artfully and provocatively done so that it made you think that it was a movie that you've heard of or a movie you saw 
or you know that it was um something that yeah, i don't know how to explain it but it would be something that um you shouldn't be looking at almost it's not i don't mean that nudity or anything like that i just mean it almost looks distressing um so check out the work of cindy sherman also take uh check out the work of barbara kruger uh, Barbara Kruger, she was one that would really take contemporary issues and use photography to express her opinion of contemporary issues or just to express the issue in a different way. So very interesting uh, work by Barbara Kruger. Check her work out as well. Now, again, there's there's a lot of different photographers who are quote, artists. Um, there's a lot you could look in this. There, there's a lot too <laughs> that you just won't get. Be, I mean, there's a lot I don't get. Um, Stephen Shore, I don't really understand. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot, but look around. Um, hopefully, you know, if you find that you're just bored taking portraiture, you're bored taking your macro images or you're bored doing, you don't want to do water drops and berry drops and, you know, things like that. And you know light, you don't worry about, you know, it's high noon, this, this image isn't going to work now, you got to come, you know, you just know. And then you're probably ready to move into that artist phase. And uh, what I would suggest you do before you pick a personal project is look at these other photographers and make sure you're probably not copying a project. Like I had a great idea for an artistic personal project. And I started then researching it a little bit. And then I found out that Robert Heineken did the same exact thing. Now, I don't know if subliminally I, I heard about Robert Heineken doing it. And then all of a sudden I, years later, thought it would be a great idea, an original idea for me to do. But unfortunately he already did it. And I'm not gonna do it because it's not something I wanna do. And that's the difference between the artist personal projects and the other two the technician personal projects and the craftsman personal pro personal projects are have all been done before you're just imitating or repeating what others have done but the idea is you're learning it's it's increasing your uh, knowledge of photography whereas when you get to that artist phase you don't necessarily want to copy someone else you want something to be original so um it's best if you come up with your own idea, then just research it and make sure that uh, another photographer hasn't already done it. And I think if you, first of all, again, recognize what phase you're in, whether you're a technician, a craftsman, or an artist, then you could best determine which type of photography project you could do. And, you, and then keep in mind that there's traditional photography, which we all still do, there's modern photography, which some people do, and there's postmodern photography, which very few people do. But you could try to pick a project that will advance you from either a technician to a craftsman or a craftsman to an artist or just really um, embolden you as a phot photographic artist. Um, that's something that I think a project, a personal project, will help you accomplish. 
Thank you for watching my podcast for the joy of photography. Remember, stop by my website, onlinephotographytraining.com. There you'll find all my latest videos and articles to help you improve your photography. That's it for now. I'll talk to you guys soon.